0: Adam has some strong opinions about when the front man changes in a band. Plus, we've got something exciting to share with you about New Year's Eve on this episode of Vegas Rocks the Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Vegas Printing. Graphic design, small and large format printing, direct mail services, web design, and more. Whether you're holding an open house need supplies for your trade show booth, or opening a new business, Vegas Printing is your source for all your printing needs. Visit VegasPrinting.com today. Hi, welcome to Vegas Rocks the Podcast. I'm Sherry and this is my co-host Adam. Hey everyone. So, I thought we'd keep it pretty casual today and have a little conversation about something that we discussed a few weeks ago with some friends. Okay. Um, we're going to go see Jeff Tate from Queensryche.
1: I can't wait.
0: In a few weeks. And that kind of sparked a conversation with some of our friends about a kind of a subject that isn't really a big deal to some people, but it's a big deal to other people. And clearly it's a bit of a big deal to you. Yes. When the front man changes in a band. Yes. So let's kick it off right away. We mentioned Jeff Tate, um, Tell me your thoughts about when Queensryche replaced Jeff Tate.
1: Uh, well, it wasn't good for me. <laughs> uh, a little while ago, I looked on my phone and saw an ad for Queensryche and Skid Row. Oh,
0: and you must have been super excited. Yeah. Because I know how much you love Jeff Tate.
1: I love Jeff Tate and I love Sebastian Bach. So I didn't do any research, didn't look it up or anything. Just went and bought tickets that day. Went later on that night, so it's at a indoor outdoor arena at the uh, the Cannery Casino, and when I was there, I see all the bands setting up. First out was Skid Row. Um, the band starts their intro and everything, and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and no Sebastian Bach. So that was kind of a disappointment. Was
0: uh, it um, Eric Grumwell?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so that kind of started things off on a, on a bad foot for me. Um, I went, you know, I tried to give it a chance. But every song that was sung, all I can hear in my head is Sebastian Bach singing it. So it pretty much ruined that entire set.
0: So... Would you say that you didn't love Eric Guamwell's talent or were you just um, so stuck?
1: Stuck, (laughs) yes. I was very stuck on wanting to hear Sebastian Bach. So I probably didn't give him...
0: A chance? A big enough chance? Yeah. And have you since then listen to any of that L- listen to any of the music with him no,
1: no. not at all <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna have to
0: promise me that you'll give it a chance
1: yeah. i'll i'll list i'll go on youtube and see what i find good
0: idea Thanks and so then that later that night
1: okay queen's so also was playing that night later on queen's comes the skid row breaks down queen's sets up intro comes on i'm waiting i'm waiting no jeff tate
0: ah and who was the lead singer <laughs>
1: Uh, I don't remember Todd Latour I think Mm. Todd
0: Latour or something like that
1: yeah Todd Latour it's in your notes (laughs) and again
0: I like Todd Latour I have no issue with him replacing Jeff Tate at all I totally think Jeff Tate's a phenomenal singer certainly in the top I mean I think he's in the top 10 at least for sure of rock star singers <laughs> rock music sing- i always call them rock stars rock music
1: singers well it, the night didn't get any better i sat through the first song and then i left the show again
0: you didn't give him a chance <laughs> no <laughs> but certainly you've heard the new guy sing in that In that, i
1: couldn't even tell you wow yeah
0: so maybe you haven't used not even know <laughs>
1: maybe i've i've heard him in something else maybe on the radio or something but i i couldn't even tell you what his voice sounds like
0: wow so i've listened to him quite a bit and i really do like him but i am super excited to
1: see jeff tate in
0: an in, in an intimate location close up i think it's going to be a uh, an amazing show
1: yeah the the only thing i'm that has any bit of concern about it is age Hmm. I went on YouTube recently. Are you,
0: are you, wait, are you throwing
1: ageism into this? (laughs) Yes. Well, Hmm. it's not a matter of age. It's how long you've been singing. Mm -hmm. That could be the problem. And I tried to find the most recent stuff I could on YouTube, uh, you know, with Jeff Tate. He still sounds pretty good. So I got my fingers crossed. I'm hoping.
0: I'm pretty sure that he's going to be, I don't think you're going to be disappointed. No,
1: no. And the, the venue that we're seeing at, it's got a great sound system. It's real intimate, not too big. So I think that's going to be exciting, too. Cool.
0: So another band that um, kind of sparks a little bit of controversy, I guess, because both lead singers are fairly... They have, they have their own following, I guess, because they both had pretty good solo careers, and that's Van Halen. So tell me your thoughts on Van Halen or Van Hagar.
1: Okay, so my thoughts would be with van the original van halen with david lee roth right um that to me when i think of van halen i see david lee roth yeah now not to say that's when they you know when sammy hagar was their lead um you know from a commercial standpoint they made a lot more money Mm -hmm. um there could be a lot of different factors in there. I mean, there was their music, I think maybe with Sammy Hager was a little more radio friendly. So it maybe got uh. a lot of airplay. That's kind of one of the reasons why I don't like it as much as it, I got so burned out. Every other song was off, you know, one of their newer albums. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, when I think of Van Halen, David Lee Roth is the sound. He is one of the greatest front men, I think, that ever played. And it's not even so much his voice. It's really his personality. Oh, yeah, for sure. He was, he was a true front man. And when you
0: think about, like, the 1980s and when we were both, like, watching music videos and, like, you can totally close your eyes
1: and... Yeah, I can still see David Lee Ross doing his roundhouse kicks and things like that. You know, I don't see Sammy Hagar ever doing that. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess
0: they're two. In my opinion, I feel like they're just totally two different. Oh yeah. um, Personalities and yeah, yeah.
1: And I mean, you know, Sammy Hagar when when those albums came out, fifty one, fifty, and what was it? Unlawful knowledge unlawful carnal knowledge.
0: Okay. You would know better than I.
1: <laughs> okay. That, that actually was a great album hearing Eddie Van Halen play the guitar with a, a drill is something no one's ever done yeah. before. So, you know, I, I listened to him. I had both of those CDs at the time when they came out. But nowadays, if I go to, if I want to listen to a Van Halen song, it's, Always, you're going back day, to yeah. Going back always, to the 80s, yeah. It's always yeah. David Lee Roth. It's it's never anything that was produced after him. So,
0: so I guess a lot of that we're gonna what we're focusing on in this conversation is gonna be, you know, the 80s because that's kind of when these bands first
1: made it big. Made or,
0: it big, and so then, yeah, that's even, kind of you. You have that it evokes that emotional feeling. Of things that you loved about stuff back then. And maybe it's not
1: even that. Maybe it was when, with our particular age, Mm -hmm. that that's what was popular. Right. That was the sound, you know, at the time. And that's what we grew to love.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know,
1: because I know kids nowadays will listen to it and maybe...
0: I guess it depends on... I don't know, I always consider myself to be such a good parent because I made sure that my kids knew these
1: these, <laughs> these songs and these bands. But yeah, but do we know if they actually listen to them nowadays?
0: Maybe 50, 50% of my yeah. children do.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so speaking of the 80s, gosh, I remember being absolutely in love with every Journey song. <laughs> and when Steve Perry went out on his own, And had O'Sherry, obviously, that was my my ballad. So I think that that's one band that saw pretty good success with... I mean, obviously, their whole career as a band, but even with their experimenting of who they had in the lead singer role, I know they had Steve Perry, and then they went straight to Steve Augieri. And I think maybe that might have been too soon for fans yeah I don't I although he was very talented I don't know if it, he was if people bought into him 100% and then um, shortly after that I don't know how long he exactly how long he was in the band but um, I was surprised to learn I, I didn't know this but um, someone that we had seen uh, in town Play was Jeff Scott Soto, mm-hmm. and um, I I had no idea that he was with Journey for a year and toured with them and saw a really great success. Um, but he might have alluded to the fact that he had a pretty strong personality back then. He still does now, and yeah. and that he that I don't I,
1: know. I, th- I don't
0: know. I just think he's he's got he's so talented on his own. And and um, although they saw success in the tour, um, eventually they looked for someone else and and were able to find on youtube a filipino singer
1: yeah but even with with jeff uh soto i mean after we saw him here in town i don't see how he ever played with journey i mean not that he can't i think the personality he's got way too big a personality to be in journey yeah i'm so
0: glad that we were able to experience Mm -hmm. that that show and get to know some of his music and it's it's been really fun to follow him on social media and see what he's up to. And so yeah, like Neil Schoen scrolling YouTube, finding Arnel Pineta and hearing Arnel Pineta's voice in concert. Mm-hmm. And while you you wanna give him props for you know being his own talent, yeah. he really does remarkably sound like Steve Perry. I mean, it's uncanny how alike the yeah, voices are.
1: It, it's funny because it's almost like when you think of, you have an old dog and you bring a puppy to bring new life into that dog. That's what it seems like it did for Journey. Because I don't oh. think with a front man that was the same age as all the originals, would have ever put on as good a show. I mean, oh,
0: yeah, well, I mean, I don't know how old Arnel Penetti is. I think he looks younger than he is, but.
1: But he's still got to be but younger than boy, us.
0: Boy, he's oh, he's way younger than us. But yeah. man, his energy is like through the roof. Like mm-hmm. he is running around on that stage and giving it all he got, all he has. And I mean, I've seen him a couple times, and I really enjoyed, really enjoyed their show. We have something else to look forward to next year. We're going to take in a Styx concert, and Sticks started out with Dennis DeYoung and very early on in the '80s, I believe. Mid eighties, they um, took on Lawrence Gowan, and mm-hmm. Lawrence Gowan was super popular in Canada with "Criminal," "Criminal Mind," and "Strange Animal." He had a couple of really big hits, and he okay. was a solo artist and a, and a keyboardist. And
1: I didn't know that part of Sticks. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, Well, yeah, and I, 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 I think most of my Sticks listening experience included Gowan, and so seeing them live is gonna be a pretty big treat for me again i i probably one of my favorite favorite bands so i'm super excited about it
1: yeah i i i have high hopes for him i mean oh yeah i don't think is, you're gonna be disappointed sticks it'll be great. sticks, so and i only know you know from what i've heard with dennis DeYoung. young so yeah we'll see another example you, yeah
0: you can you can touch on this last one because i think we i i
1: Another example of when a oh. front man changes and it goes right is Velvet Revolver.
0: Oh, yes. Well.
1: <laughs> uh, so when Guns N' Roses broke up, um, Axl Rose left, all the other band members are sitting there, ultra talented guys. They're looking for a front man and they come across Scott Weiland, um, at the time, he was battling with addiction, things like that. So I kind of understand where Slash and all them were worried about, you know, his reliability. Mm-hmm. But, oh, my God. I for me personally, I thought they were better as Velvet Revolver than they were as Guns and Roses. I mean, Axel Rose was a great frontman. Um he kind of kept that hard rock theme going past when they already started transitioning into the grunge era. Yeah. So that was exciting. Um and and Guns N' Roses is great, but for me personally, I I like Velvet Revolver. No, oh, you know how I feel about Velvet Revolver. Yeah. I mean, they they really you know, and it's a double-edged sword. They lucked out with an amazing singer, and unfortunately, you know his addictions got the best of them. Yeah. So it's too bad we didn't get to see more of them together. Yeah, for
0: sure, and and it's still a treat that Slash is now on his own touring, touring on his own, and
1: and he got Miles Kennedy, and oh, it it is a different band because Miles Kennedy's voice is so much different. And I wouldn't say it's it's a bad thing. I think it's just as good. It, it just sounds like a different a different band. Then a, a band different band than than Velvet Revolver. Well, and
0: it's as it should. It I think it should. I I don't think he's trying to replicate Velvet no, but even, Revolver. But I mean, obviously, he's going to pay tribute and play a little yeah, bit of that they music.
1: Still, they still but play that. Yeah, music. But having
0: having the Miles Kennedy and conspirators. I think it throws a new um, a new twist into it. Yeah, which is. Totally welcome.
1: Oh yeah. Um, who's next on?
0: Oh, I wanted to talk about how we were stadium tour snobs.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: I mean, partly because maybe we were we were a little, we were a little bit cheap, and we didn't want to.
1: No, we were a lot cheaper. We huh? were
0: a lot cheaper. We didn't want to pay. We didn't want to pay money for nosebleed seats, but nor did we want to fork out the dough for.
1: Really close up, yeah. yeah.
0: So we opted to pretend that we knew nothing about it and and didn't want to talk about it. That we didn't go, (laughs) 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 but it would have been a great chance to see Motley Crue, and so.
1: Uh, I'm I'm glad we didn't. Not necessarily. You're glad we didn't go. Yeah, because
0: you think you would have been.
1: I, disappointed I, I would have been disappointed i know just that nancy today well i'm <laughs> just being real uh you know vince neils had a hard time uh the way he sings is it seems like it's un, unsustainable hmm. you know after what 85 40 years almost yeah you know um He was, you know, doing something about his health, you know, with the tour, which was good. Uh, But I, I saw a lot of comments from people, you know, online saying that he just, he doesn't have a voice anymore. Wow. And, you know, what made me believe that is, you know, in the 90s, I saw Motley Crue here at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. And his voice wasn't great then. Ooh. meaning it, it didn't seem like he was singing he would like talk a verse pause talk another verse and there was it, it didn't feel like motley crew hmm. it didn't feel like when i was a kid you know listening to him so so
0: i wonder what's going to be next for them
1: uh i don't know the the rumors online it's not been confirmed by them but they're all the rumors are saying scott staff from Scre- from creed hmm which would be interesting. I mean, I saw Creed here. Uh, I don't even remember when it was, but, you know, when they were in their prime, he's got an amazing voice. Yeah,
0: he's a strong vocalist for sure.
1: And, I, I mean, probably even stronger than Vince Neal ever was. Mm-hmm. But again, just like I said with David Lee Roth being such an iconic frontman, I mean, Vince Neal is the frontman of Miley Crew. Yeah, right. So. How will that work? We don't know. I mean, it's all conjecture right now. So so while we're on
0: the topic of Motley Crue, I want to know your uh, film revo- review of The Dirt because we've only watched it. I don't know how many times we've watched it. Uh,
1: I, I actually liked it. I, I did mean, too. I, I wonder how much was, you know, true. I, I'm sure they... Maybe... I mean, can you snort ants? Why not?
0: I don't know. <laughs> he, snorted,
1: he snorted pee in it too, so.
0: <laughs> that was Aussie. Uh, too funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good movie. I don't know if any of it's... I don't know how much of it is 100% accurate. True. Maybe I don't want to know because, you know, we kind of want to have this perception of how...
1: What how a things, rocking
0: good time they yeah, were having. <laughs> how things could have been. So the other night when we were driving home, we had that little conversation and i said this would be fun to just kind of touch on but i was trying to uh i don't know if i'll word it properly with you now either but i was trying to get out (laughs) like the understanding of will there ever be a decade of music that is um Covered. covered by so many bands and has so many um Original bands touring as the eighties rock scene. Like I just cannot even think of. I mean, I guess our our listening and our experiences we kind of concentrate a lot on classic rock, and so maybe if we s- would seek it out, we'd find it. But I I don't know if there would ever be another um, decade that would that would be I, the same. I, I can't think, think of so one that's because
1: cool. it, you know. If- if you think about it, really, the only people left from the grunge era are who? Uh, I mean... Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters?
0: Yeah, there's a few.
1: That are still touring? And that touring. are still touring. Okay.
0: But certainly, I guess in Vegas, when we think about um, cover bands, they do touch on, there's a lot of um, grunge and alternative well, I'm, I'm and post
1: alternative well i'm just saying from from uh, you know
0: if you want to like do 80s 90s 2000s
1: and not even that in the 80s i think that was the end of the like the rock star ballads Gl- and, and glam rock and, and, and hair metal and, yeah, yeah um and after that i mean there was great music there's still talented people making music I just think it changed when everything else changed with online as well. Mm, true. Um, you know, if, where I worked when I got out of high school, there was a Tower Records right behind yeah. the place I work. So every Friday I got my paycheck. I was off to Tower Records. What was the new CD? What was, you know, the new tape, whatever. Um, it's just not like that anymore. So, you know, and it's weird too. I noticed with, The bands in the '80s. I mean, I knew every every person in that band's name.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, I mean, I love Bullet for My Valentine's. I don't know who any of the players are. You know, which
0: is strange because it it would be 10 times easier for you to find to that find out now.
1: Out. I know. I know. <laughs> Before it was, you know, you got circus or hit parade or magazine. Yeah. You, you memorize everything or yeah. you saw them on MTV. That was, you know, right then, not now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I think it just, the, I think the, the business of music changed and that's why we don't see as much covering of newer music. I mean, even mm-hmm. here in Las Vegas, you know, the the people that play down in Fremont. You know, there's a there's a group that plays like some classic rock mixed with some modern rock. But even the modern rock isn't too, too modern, you know, like Alter Ego. Um, they have an 80s station that plays, you know, the kind of poppy rock, you know, like Depeche Mode and things like that. Yeah, but there's not... There's not a group that's really dedicated to covering songs after that, like two thousand and on.
0: Well, I think Velvet Elvis does some top forties, like oh, that's, true. and we okay. we tend to not um, see them as much as we would like to.
1: Yeah, I guess a lot of that music is just not my thing. So yeah,
0: yeah. Well, we'll have to experiment because we've seen some pretty good bands recently that, while they are mainly doing covers. I also, was I was shocked at how many are producing original music. Yeah. And how exciting that that is for yeah. for them and for fans who
1: are craving yeah, some we, new stuff. We finally get to see the other side of them, the true creativity instead yeah. of, you know, and not to say, I mean, it amazes me every time we see a cover band that they can play 20 songs and they know all the guitar parts, oh, or all yeah. the drum parts, the bass parts, yeah. the lyrics. Talent is yeah. crazy. Yeah. So, um, but to be able to see their creativity and their own work. Yeah. Is
0: Doing great. what they truly. Mm-hmm. What they believe. What in. they love. Yeah. 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 That's pretty nice. Yeah. So that brings us kind of towards the end of our episode. But we do want to mention some exciting news for New Year's
1: Eve. Yes. We are going to be. Sponsoring the New Year's Eve party with Spandex Nation at the Rockstar Bar.
0: Tickets are available on Eventbrite for twenty five dollars.
1: Before the show, thirty dollars
0: at the door. At the door. What does that include?
1: Um, There's going to be a champagne toast and party favors included with the ticket price. Uh, We're going to have a on-site photographer. Oh, fun. You can have your picture taken in front of a, a big banner that we're going to have there, um, the red carpet, if you will. <laughs> um, some giveaways. Yeah, we'll do some giveaways, and I mean it's going to be exciting. Spandex Nation has got a huge following here. I I think they're going to sell the place out. Yeah, so. they're going to
0: put out, they're going to put on a good show. It'll be yeah. really fun. So come and hang out with Kid Hollywood and Nikki Rocket and. Ricky Star and, and the, the Shredder. <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and to make it easy uh, for you guys, we'll have a, a link to get tickets in the description of this episode. And make sure you get your tickets beforehand because I don't know if there's going to be tickets or room on the New door. Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd play it safe and get them now. I'm excited. Just in case.
0: So if you guys have any opinions on what you think about uh frontmen leaving bands and if you've got a, a band in mind that you want to touch on let us know in the comments
1: mhm don't forget to like this video if you like it subscribe and share with your friends and i guess that's it that's it till next time vegas rocks the podcast for everything that rocks in vegas bye <laughs> <laughs>
0: Vegas Rocks the Podcast is hosted by Adam and Sherry Martin Del Campo. This has been a Total Design Studios LLC production.